Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. While the eyes of the nation were on the House impeachment vote, a federal appeals court struck down Obamacare's individual mandate as unconstitutional, but sidestepped the issue of the law's overall constitutionality. The Fifth Circuit sent the case back to the district court judge in Texas, all but assuring the issue won't be resolved by the 2020 election. My guest is Timothy Jost, a professor at Washington and Lee School of Law. Tell us about the crucial issue the appellate court decided. What happened was the end of last year, a judge in Texas, Judge O'Connor, ruled that the individual mandate which requires people to buy health insurance or to pay a tax was unconstitutional because the Supreme Court in the NFIB case had held that Congress couldn't require people to buy health insurance but upheld the mandate as a tax. And in 2017, the Congress zeroed out the tax as of January 1st of 2019. So the court held that as of January 1st of 2019, the individual mandate was completely unconstitutional. It wasn't a tax. It couldn't be a legal command. Then the court went on to hold that since the individual mandate uh, was no longer constitutional, the entire 900 pages and hundreds of sections of the Affordable Care Act had to be thrown out as well. Well, that decision was appealed to the Fifth Circuit, and the Fifth Circuit ruled in a two-to-one decision that the majority agreed with Judge O'Connor that the individual mandate is now completely unconstitutional, but had some questions about whether that meant the whole rest of the statute had to be invalidated. So it sent the whole case back down to Judge O'Connor. It vacated his decision, so it is no longer of any legal effect, but sent it back to him to reconsider how much, if any, of the rest of the Affordable Care Act should be thrown out with the individual mandate. Now, there was a vigorous dissent from Judge King, who said we're really the people who should be determining what should be severed, is the legal word, from the, the mandate and what should remain, and there's no sense at all in sending it back to Judge O'Connor again, but she was in the minority, so the case is going back to O'Connor. So is this essentially the Fifth Circuit punting? Because what are they going to learn from Judge O'Connor? It seems as if they had enough before them to make a decision. Yeah, it is punting, but it's sort of like punting on second down. <laughs> they really should have decided the case themselves. It's the questions are strictly legal questions. It's not like Judge O'Connor is going to hold a trial on this. There's no more information that he's going to have than what they have. Is their action essentially putting off this whole Obamacare debate until after the election? Well, that would be the effect if the case goes back to Judge O'Connor, which is where it's headed at this moment. Now, the California group that had appealed the case, led by Attorney General Becerra, is seriously considering going to the Supreme Court with the case right now, and they could do that. But the problem is is really timing, because it's awfully late in the year to get the case before the Supreme Court this term. The last date for oral arguments is April 29th, and it takes several months to get a case through the process. Would they also be taking a chance 
on what the court would do because last time it was up there, it was Chief Justice Roberts that stood between Obamacare and oblivion. Well, that's true, but Chief Justice Roberts is still there, and Justice Kennedy, who has subsequently left, and Justice Scalia were both on the other side. So if the Chief Justice sticks with his decision in the NFIB case, then I think that the statute is likely to be upheld. But the question would really be different this time. I mean, whether the individual mandate is unconstitutional or not is neither here nor there. The tax has been zeroed out. So what Roberts held in the NFIB case was what the statute essentially does is gives you the the option of either buying health insurance or paying a tax, and therefore you upheld it as a tax. Well, now the choice is still between buying health insurance or paying a tax, but the tax is zero. And so uh, essentially it means, and this is what the dissent argued in the Fifth Circuit, is that essentially it means now there's no consequence of the individual mandate. So to then hold that the entire rest of the statute goes out the door because the individual mandate is is no longer uh, enforceable or in the decision of the court unconstitutional just makes no sense at all. And the real question before the Supreme Court this time around will be severability, which is to say how much of the statute goes if the individual mandate goes. And that really, I mean, Judge Kavanaugh, for example, has been, and even Judge Thomas, have been pretty strict on severability, uh, on saying you don't just go around throwing out statutes by a a democratically elected Congress just because there's some little flaw in them. So what that suggests and what the dissent in the Fifth Circuit said, well, she held that the individual mandate remained constitutional, but even if you take it out, the whole rest of the statute should just stay. In that majority ruling, sort of echoing what you said Justices Thomas and Kavanaugh have said, the majority said, but it is no small thing for unelected life-tenured judges to declare duly enacted legislation passed by the elected representatives of the American people unconstitutional. Does that sort of counter what their decision is? Well, I think their decision sort of hems and haws. I mean, they did say that, and they did cite a number of provisions of the Affordable Clear Act that clearly have absolutely nothing to do with with the individual mandate. But then they said, well, you know, maybe some provisions are related and, and uh, you really need to go through and think this through section by section and figure out which ones are and which ones aren't. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the language you just quoted really points in the direction of leaving the whole rest of the Affordable Care Act in place. Unfortunately, two things. One is that Judge O'Connor is a highly ideological judge and I think is going to do his best to find some way to invalidate the whole statute. And secondly, we won't know what he does for months, maybe not until past the election. And so in the meantime, you know, everybody is uncertain as to what happens next, which is, I think, a very good reason for the Supreme Court to take the case and just settle this whole thing once and for good. I remember when Judge O'Connor's opinion came out that legal scholars, both conservative and liberal, found it problematic and thought that it was an outlier decision. Did something happen between then and now to make the Fifth Circuit 
not just throw it out? Well, I think the Fifth Circuit decision is an outlier decision as well. I mean, what you got is two very conservative judges. I mean, there was a case that is mentioned and is cited a couple of times in the decision involving another statute and another severability question that held that a a particular provision of the statute was unconstitutional, but the whole rest of the statute should be preserved. And uh, judges Elrod and Engelhardt, who wrote this decision, were in the minority on that decision as well. So I think what we've got here is just a very conservative judge being reviewed by a very conservative panel. And I think the whole case is an outlier. Thanks, Tim. That's Timothy Jost of the Washington and Lee School of Law. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.